Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. Good morning, Life Church. How are you guys doing today? Good. You have to tell me if I'm a little too loud up here. Um, I am really excited. First of all, I just want to say thank you to our pastors. I want to say thank you to Pastor Daniel and to Pastor Lane and Pastor David and especially Pastor Walt for believing in me and for seeing something in me that sometimes I have a little bit of a hard time seeing in myself. And so I'm really grateful for those that, that God uses that they, they see something, that God sees something in us when we can't see it in ourselves, that they count us in when we count ourselves out. And so thank you to them. <laughs> this is so cool. My goodness. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, Pastor Lane had asked me about, I guess, a little over a month ago, and he had said, um, so are you ready to preach? And I was like, no, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, preach? I don't preach, I'm not that preaching type. I'm not that preaching type. Anyways, but as we're, as we're going along, I said, okay, here, here's what we can do, right? Can, like, we're not gonna call it preaching. I just get to encourage a whole lot of people at the exact same time, and I can be good with that. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. So around the time that he had asked me that, I was actually looking for a table that I could have for my kitchen, and I needed a I needed a table, I needed some chairs, and this whole looking process had shown me that table sets were kind of expensive. And so I had decided that, you know, well, I'm going to join against this thing. I am going to find a table. I don't know if we have that up there yet. I'm going to find a table, and I'm going to be the next Joanna Gaines. So I did what any good girl in West Texas does. I went out and I got myself a tool belt and a few tools to go with it <laughs> and some things. And I'm going to make sure that because this is the very first time that I've ever done this, that I have my notes with me. So give me just a second while I put this on. And I'm going to tell you that um, while I was trying to find, there you go. There you go. Joanna Gaines right here, y'all. And I don't know, some of you are probably like, Marsha, who is Joanna Gaines? <laughs> and so I don't know if you've seen HGTV or the DIY Network, but I think um, there are some of us that just kind of think, oh, I can do that. So anyway, so I start this whole looking process. I don't know if my hammer's gonna, I don't know if it's gonna fit in here or not. There we go. We're just gonna keep it right there. Um, so I'm looking for this table. And so I have, you know, you have those sites that you go to to try to find, you know, where you're gonna find that table at or, you know, use things, swap and sell pages, things like that. So I start this whole looking process and found this table that was there. And um, this table had been there for quite a few days, uh, probably about maybe almost two weeks, I think it was. I don't think I have that up there yet. Anyway, there you go. Okay, you see it? And so this table was kind of unwanted. Um, you know that whenever someone's been, when something has been sitting there for a little while, that it's a little unwanted. The wanted things go like this. Like someone, I mean, you, you post it and like two minutes later you have like 10,000 messages. And so I knew that this thing, so anyways, I was like, okay, so you go through the next logical steps. I'm going to go see this table. And I, I mean, I saw it, fell in love with it. I was like, I've got to have this. 
But um, in all of this, knowing that it was a little unwanted, I had to figure out, okay, why? And so it had some stains on it. You can see up there, we've got a, a red stain. And we've got, I couldn't tell if that was paint or bleach, maybe a project. You've got some other rings that are there. And they were pretty deep set in this. And I'm not, I don't know if you've, those of you who have worked with wood before, but it's going to take a minute to get that out. So if you needed a table that was ready to go, this was not it. <laughs> And so, and you know, the, the legs were green. And so, but you know, I'm over here like, I can do this because I am Joanna Gaines. And so we get this, um, and that would have been all great and fine and everything, but there was just one tiny little problem. I had never done this before. And so I didn't know, I genuinely didn't. And I promise I'm an intelligent person, but I didn't know what I needed. I couldn't have told you what the very first um, thing was that I needed other than a sander. I knew I needed a sander, but you know, then there's, there's lots of other products that are out there on the market. And so I was really, really grateful because God brought me along my cousin, Lindy, and she is Joanna Gaines. And so I was really grateful. So she helps me out. We get this list. We go to Home Depot and we find all of the things that we're going to need for this table. And so anyways, I may just have to use my paper notes right here. My iPad's decided it wants to go to sleep on me. It's going to be okay. Anyways, but you know, there was one thing as I started this project of the table and I do have my sander that's right here that I discovered um, as I got started was that, you know, there are some times in our lives that kind of like this table, we start to feel a little unwanted. And so, and I'm sitting there and she's teaching me, okay, and I used an orbital sander. This is a different kind of sander right here. But so as I'm going through this, I just, I kind of felt it dropped in my heart that the Holy Spirit had said, you know, there are so many times that due to the stains that we see, just the stains, this is not that table, but due to the stains that I, you see, Jenna, on this table right here, there are so many that in their lives, and you know this in and of yourself, who just sometimes feel unwanted, stained, broken, so on and so forth. And I have felt that same exact way in my life too. And, you know, so as I'm you know, working this project, I just start to feel like the Holy Spirit is downloading in me these different ideas and these things. And I'm just, so I'm, I'm praying as I'm doing this table. I don't know how many of you, maybe moms or dads, you, you pray while you clean, or maybe if you get really irritated and then that's when you clean. But I find that it's like the oddest times that suddenly the Lord is just like, Bing. and so anyway, I'm, I'm praying through this and stuff. And what dropped in my spirit was, Jenna, Jesus was a carpenter. And I thought, ah, oh, yeah, he was. But, you know, I had never really, I, maybe in Sunday school and things like that, you know, sometimes you take a teacher's word for it on that, you know, a scripture that they share or things. I had never actually, let me just out myself over here. I had never looked it up to find out where that scripture is in the Bible. But now I have. And so I was able to find that in Mark Six, and then I believe in Matthew 13, yeah, Mark 6, 3, and then in Matthew 13, 54 and 55. Um, so Jesus, let me give you the backstory. He had just come from doing a whole lot of miracles. He had just come from 
healing a woman from the issue of blood and, and a whole lot of other really cool things as people engaged their faith with Jesus. And the Bible tells us that then he goes back to his hometown, which is the city of Nazareth, and the people didn't receive him. And in fact, I loved how the word said it because I had never picked up on this before. The book of Mark accounts that then they scoffed and said, he's, ju- he's just a carpenter. And then the book of Matthew's account, he's, they scoffed and said, He's just a carpenter's son. You know, you can almost see this group of people as they're kind of like talking amongst each other and like, what's the big deal about this Jesus guy? You know, and they were, the book of John and John 1 actually even tells us as well that he went to his hometown and they didn't receive him. And so this idea of being unwanted just kind of, I I won't camp there, but just it was there because I thought, you know, Jesus really was acquainted with every area of our lives, including that. Because sometimes we feel unwanted. Sometimes we feel stained. Sometimes we feel in a place where we begin to count ourselves out from whatever it is that God wants for us. And so there are two things. I'm about to say a whole bunch of stuff and ask God to use it to encourage your lives. But in case you walk out of here this morning, and kind of like we do with our kids, and you know, whenever they get out of um, you know, big church and our little Sunday school, things like that. Anyway, but we ask them, so what did you learn about today? And they say, I don't remember. (laughs) There are two things I want you to walk away with today. Number one, and it's that Jesus was a carpenter and that he is still in the business of healing and fixing and restoring. And number two, it's that being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a very good work on the inside of you is faithful to complete it. Amen. Amen. So we see that in scripture that Jesus knew what it was like to feel unwanted somewhere. But here's the cool thing is I don't think it was by any accident whatsoever that God already knew when Jesus came to this earth as a baby that his earthly father was in the profession of carpentry. So of course then his father Joseph taught Jesus this art of carpentry. And so, you know, when you start breaking that down, you have to ask yourself, all right, so what is a carpenter? And I love that a carpenter is someone who labors and fixes and builds and restores. How like God, that Jesus, our Savior, who has come to our lives, who died on that cross, shed his blood for us, came to heal us, to fix us, to love us, and to restore us. And so... Let's talk about that sanding process. So I told you that I was over here with, with my handy dandy sander. And you can imagine as you're going through that sanding process. So I'm starting to unpack that box. And that, you know, in our lives, sometimes we need the right tools. And so I have a picture of the tool that I used right there as an orbital sander. And you can see just trying to get those stains out that just like... Um, just like a carpenter or even like someone who is in the metalworking and they are, they're burning off the dross from gold so that then that gold becomes that purified form. That that sander, that, that carpenter knows exactly how much pressure needs to be on that stain in order to get it out. And that carpenter's gonna make sure, what I needed to make sure of with my table as we were going through that sanding process was that I didn't stay too long on that stain. It was just enough. And there's even techniques, and we're going to talk about techniques in just a minute, techniques that you use in that sanding process as you're working to get some of those stains out. There are different products that are out there that can help you as well. And so as I was sanding, the Holy Spirit kind of dropped in. Jenna, 
Isn't that a whole lot like what the sanctification process looks like in our lives? That was like a mic drop, boom, kind of moment. I thought, oh, that's good. You're so smart, God. Now, (laughs) there are some that are like, sanctification, Marcia, she is using big words up there. And so don't get scared by that word. Sanctification simply means that we are working it out to be more like Jesus. We are working it out that as we are desiring to live a life that is set apart. Did you know that sanctification in layman's terms literally means we are working it out to be more like Jesus because there is a plan and there is a purpose and there is a God-sized potential that is in our lives. The sanctification process is a, is a process that we go through to be set apart. And I had never thought about that before. I always think about sanctification in terms of like, well, you know, you've had a bad habit or you've had some place of sin that's in our lives. And so it's like that working it out. But that's just that God wasn't content to just stop right there and say, I want you to be holy. He wants us to be holy and to be able to live out a life, but it's not just for the sake of being holy. It's for the sake of being like Jesus. Because whenever he shed that blood on the cross, it was for you. It was for the places that you have in your life that that God wants to use in a bigger realm, not just for ourselves, but because there is somebody else that needs to hear about the love of Jesus. And so whenever I started to think about it in that terms, here, I'm going to move this over really quick. There we go. All right. Um, there were a couple of scriptures that came to mind. And so the first one is Galatians 2.20 that says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in this body, I live by faith. I love what the Amplified says. It says, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. So let's, let's match those two ideas. I've been crucified with Christ. I'm going to live by faith. I'm trying to be more like Jesus because there is a plan and there's a purpose. Romans 8, 28. And I'm using the Amplified for this. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work for good as a plan, you guys, for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. You see, I know what it feels like to feel stained just like this table. I know what it feels like to feel too broken. I know why there are many of us that count ourselves out, and it's because we live in our skin on a daily basis. We see all the things that we could do better, or maybe that we don't feel like we're doing right. And so we feel too broken. For some of you, 2019 has been a year that you cannot wait to kick out the door. And then for there are some of you too, it's, it's really kind of funny that we're getting ready to go into 2020. That's not just like a whole year, guys. This is a whole new decade. And so for some of you, you're like, no, I'm not, girl, I ain't, I'm just ready to get rid of this year. Like we get rid of this whole decade. Like kick that out the door. And I get that. I understand that. And Jesus does too. But I'm telling you here today, he has come to heal and to his restore. There's a process that goes on with our lives. And we have another picture there you go. There's a process it took, and you can start to see those, those stains are coming out as you walk out this process. For some today, like I said, you can't wait to have 2019 over, but I'm about to give you a plot twist, okay? Because what if I told you 
that God wants to use these stains for his glory. These things that you feel like are the very reason that you are counting yourself out, the very reason why this is too big for you. And only, only you know what those things are. Maybe it's something that's really little, but maybe it's something really big. Maybe there's something that you know that God is calling you to, but all you can see is the skin that you live in. And so you're telling yourself these, these are all the reasons why it's not gonna work. But I also believe that there's a bigger reason. It's because the devil knows that if you were to actually start walking in the plans and the purposes that God has for your life, he's gonna have to watch out because the world is about to change for God's glory. And so in that, for me, there's a confidence that's there. It took me a really long time, a really long time to finally get here where I can get mad at the right enemy, you guys. Where I can look at those things where I've counted myself out and begin to say, no more enemy. No more. He that is stolen will steal no more. Because, and this is one of my favorite scriptures, Revelations 12, 11 says, and I want you to hear this. Did you know that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony in Jesus' name? And I think, like I said, that the enemy knows that. And if he can hold us back, he can keep us back from that potential of the things that God has in our lives. But God gives us people to walk this road with. I'm really grateful, like I said, for my cousin Lindy. I think I have that picture of there too. And she stayed with me through this whole thing. She let me take this picture, by the way. I asked for permission. <laughs> and so, but God gives us people to be able to walk along in life with. Because sometimes there is pain that's in the stain. One of the things that... Um, you know, I, I've been very intimately acquainted with is this idea of pain. And, you know, I, as I was going throughout this process, I hurt myself a couple of times. <sighs> as I've gotten into my new house, I've hurt myself a couple of times with this hammer right here as I've tried to get a picture in the wall and things like that. And, you know, so if you were to hit your thumb, it's gonna hurt, right? No, it's not gonna hurt. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> and so in that, pain, because of its innate state, has a voice. And I'd never thought about that before. How many times in our lives, as we are working that out, as we see the stains, we have those things that are in our lives, we allow pain to speak to us louder than what it is that we're trying to walk forward in. So pain, because of its innate state, has a voice. But what God has begun to really show me over the last several years is that pain might have a voice, but that in Jesus' name, it doesn't get the final word. It doesn't get the final word. Because the Lord has begun to show me the significance in this struggle. You know, sometimes we wanna shy away from pain, we wanna get away from it, because we, none of us wants to hurt, none of us wants to have to walk through that but that there is significance though. Don't count out the significance that might be in your struggle today. You know what that struggle might look like in your life. I know what the struggles look like in my life. And sometimes we take five steps back to get away from it. But in the same way that we have wood that a table is created from, 
this wood comes from a tree. That tree is going to start as a seed that goes down into the ground and gets planted. And like my Uncle Tommy would tell you as well, when seeds go down into the ground, that seed has to die first. All right? There's the, there's in that sanctification process and that working it out process, we have to die to ourselves. But there is a strength that comes as that seed pushes up from the dirt and eventually pushes its bud up. And then that tree begins to grow. And then you can begin to see that small little um, stem as it's coming up. And that stem gains growth, you guys. I don't know if you've ever watched this process of a tree. Um, We planted a tree for my dad a few years ago. And even though it didn't start out as a seed, I have watched trees grow from a seed. And it is the coolest thing because there's this whole trans, like, I know this is going to be kind of dumb to get really excited about, but there's this transformation process that goes along. And yeah, it takes some time. But you guys, whenever that tree has finally grown, that tree can provide shade. That tree has leaves. For some tree, they bear fruit as well. And I don't know about you, but in my life, I've been asking God more and more, Lord, help me work out these stains. Because God, you have a plan and you have a purpose for my life. And even though sometimes I count myself out because I feel unwanted, just because I stand up here on this stage does not mean that I am any less human than you. I have things on a daily basis I'm having to work out. I'm so grateful for people that water the ground around me as well. I'm grateful for those people that are in my life that can call out things in me, whether good or whether bad. For example, even being up here this morning to have those who call it out in my life and say, let me pull that out. We need to get that weed up or I want to water this place in you because there is a plan and there's a unique purpose in your life that God wants to use. There are marks that are gonna tell your story. I think I have that picture up here too. There are marks that are gonna tell our story. You know, fear is gonna try to stop us from telling our story. And I was listening to Stephen Furtick on my way back back into town, I guess it was not yesterday, day before yesterday. And um, one of the things that I loved that I'd heard, because this is so true, fear and pain, but fear will often try to tell us why something's not gonna work. And I know I've been at a place in my life where I desire to tell fear, get out of my way. I'm not gonna move. I'm standing right here planted. I'm not moving. You move in Jesus' name. Because as we begin to grow in that confidence, we can realize that God might bring and is going to, not might, we're gonna take the word might off the table. I believe even in 2020, all right? Or even today, guys, you could be at Walmart and God's gonna put someone smack dab in the middle of your path who needs your story and who needs to hear about this journey with Jesus that you are walking down. There is something unique in your life that you have to offer. Your story, your stains, that pain, those marks are what God is going to use for his glory. I remember um, even just getting to be up here and having an opportunity to get to encourage. Um, Four years ago, there was something that I had walked through. And I remember sitting on my steps in Germany. And I remember telling the Lord, God, I don't really understand. I don't understand why I'm walking through this. I really don't get some of these places. But Lord, as I sit on these steps today, what I am going to say is that I know that even as of today, I bear these stains, Lord. I bear these marks of life. 
And but here's here's what I also believe too: that God, you don't allow pain without there being a purpose. And so God, as I stand here, and I remember putting my hand out just like this, and there are people walking their dogs, you know, by the house, and I'm like, you know, hi, <laughs> all right, I'm going to talk to you, Lord. It was a purposeful thing. I didn't care who was around right that moment. But I put my hand out and I said, all right, God, if you will give me the opportunity and Lord, I'm gonna walk this out before you. I believe that you will take this story and God, you'll use it for your glory. So Lord, I'm gonna ask you today to use me wherever, whenever, however, whatever, wherever we are, God, forever, God, I am yours. Because Lord, I have a story that you are working out in my life. So I'm gonna continue to stay faithful, Lord and allow you to use that even when it's hard. Because God's gonna bring someone into your life, like I said, that needs to see that journey. And they're gonna see that journey. And you guys, I'm telling you right now, as, as, as they begin to see some of those scars that are in our life, some of those stains that are there, they're gonna begin to see also how God is working on the inside of you. You know, you need sometimes someone to be able to come along and kind of give you a sort of, maybe permission. You know, it's a lot easier. Even in this process, it is a lot easier when you have somebody who has done it before you did. Have you ever thought about that before? It is so much easier. It almost gives you this sort of permission. Well, if Joanna Gaines did it, I can do it too, (laughs) you know? Whenever you watch somebody do something, and maybe it's shadowing them. I don't know, maybe it's going with someone to the store. In my case, (laughs) to the home improvement store to figure out, okay, what tools is it that I need? Okay, what is it that I need to be able to do this project? So having that person go along before you, because there begins to be an impact in that other person's life, especially as we come alongside and we, we team up with other people. I'm so grateful for this church. I'm grateful for the small groups that we have in this church. We're gonna have some awesome small groups that are gonna be starting in the spring. You have people that'll come alongside you and lock arms that you can do life with. Number one is you're walking through that sanctification process. We sometimes need that accountability. We need people that we can go to and say, I don't know how to do this, but I know that Jesus does. Will you pray with me? Will you stand with me? Will you do this thing with me? And then there are gonna be other people that God's gonna bring into your life that as they see those stains, as they see those scars, God is gonna give you the most incredible opportunity and that's to be able to tell them not only the story of your life, but to be able to tell them about the greatest story ever told. And that's about our Jesus. Because in Christ we have hope, we have redemption, we have healing. Because he came not just to die on that cross, but to heal and to restore. That same Jesus who lived his life on this earth as a carpenter came to heal, came to fix us. You know, like I talked to you about, the the same wood that we see start as a seed and come up through the ground and become a tree became a cross. And for some reason, I, it's not that I didn't think about that, but you know, sometimes whenever you, you're, you're doing your normal everyday things and things just start clicking together and start coming together and you're like, oh yeah, that's really, really true, huh? Jesus, who was a carpenter, died on a cross made of wood. 
There is significance we see all throughout the Bible, symbolism that we see all throughout the Bible that points to Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. That cross that he died on gave us hope, gave us restoration. And I look at this table even, and I think about as we, as we do life together, this table, maybe not this one, but the one that's in my kitchen, the one that I even hope to have a small group myself and gather women around. This table was meant to gather. The blood of Jesus was shed, not just for a few, it was for many. This table that's right here that I'm hoping to be able to see many gather around and us be able to share stories about the redemption, the redeeming power of Jesus. Jesus shed his blood for that. He shed his blood for people. You know, here at this church, what I love is that we talk about that people matter to God and that people matter to us. And it's true because you do matter. You matter so much that Jesus on that cross shed his blood for us to heal and to restore. That on those days that we see these stains that are here and we think that <laughs> that's never coming out. It's not true. It's not true. Yes, there might be some stains, guys, that might be there forever. But I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm sick of looking at those scars. I'm tired of looking at those stains and only seeing them as this negative thing. When instead, what I know in my heart of hearts is that those stains, those places that are there, are pointing right back to my Jesus. To say, it's not about me. It's not about what I can do to get those stains out. Let me tell you about my Jesus who came to heal and who came to restore. Because I'm telling you, even standing on this stage, there was nothing in me that could remotely four years ago see myself standing right here. I do life really well one-on-one, -on -one, getting to share my story one-on-one -on -one with other people. And I think that there are probably a lot of others that that's the same way in their lives too. But we have to be willing to have hope and confidence that he who has begun a very good work on the inside of us is faithful to complete it. I remember four years ago, whenever, actually it was more years than that, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> but I was driving along and there was something in life that had happened. And once again, boom, there was another stain. Boom, there was another place. And you begin to want to hide that. Am I right? You begin to want to hide that and shrink back from that. You don't want that. You don't want to see it. And you sure don't want anybody else to see it either. It's just the truth. And I remember where I was driving along and I took, I took this right-hand right turn. And I'll never forget exactly where I was at. But again, it was a moment I was saying, God, I don't know. I don't know what the future is gonna look like, but God, what I do know is that in this moment, I feel very broken. I feel very broken and I feel very done with where things are at this second. And as I passed along this house, and the house is right over here to the right, the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit and said, Jenna, Jesus was a carpenter. And in the same way that he would have never taken a table and only given it three legs, he gave it four. The work was finished. That chair, could you sit on a chair? I wish I had a chair up here now. Could you sit on a chair that had three legs? Eh, maybe. 
I think I'd probably fall. But in the same way, Jesus would have never begun the project of a table or never would have begun the project of a chair without seeing it through. The word here is completion, seeing it through. It was finished at the cross. It was finished. And so in that, I know that, and I really wish, for second service, I'm gonna have to get a chair up here. You can sit on that and put your full weight on that promise, people. We can put our full weight on that promise that he, being confident of this, he who has begun a very good work on the inside of us is faithful to complete it. So I don't know what you're believing for this morning, but what I do know is that God has a plan and he has a purpose for every single one of your lives. This morning, I don't want you to walk out those doors the same that you walked in. Go ahead and stand with me. I don't want you to walk out those doors the same that you walked in here with. There are some of us that walked in today and you have this heavy burden that's on your shoulders. And you're not really, really sure how we're gonna walk this thing out. And you're kind of asking God that as well. Lord, I don't, I don't know what the next step looks like. I've been there. I don't know what this next step looks like. I don't know what this thing is gonna look like. Some of you today are in that place where you're saying, okay, Jesus, I don't, I don't really know what this thing is going to look like here. I know I need something. God, I, it's probably you. Lord, I, if, if I was to ask anybody to stand with me, I don't even know who that would be or what that would look like. And I want to tell you that in this house this morning, I love this house. Don't you love our church? I love this house. You have people around you. Look to the right and to the left. You have people around you who care we can have our prayer team come up too. Who are going to stand with you. Who are going to believe God with you. Who are going to speak in faith over your life and say, being confident of this. Mmm, confidence. Yes, Jesus. Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a very good work on the inside of you is faithful faithful to complete it. So we're going to pray here in just a second. I don't know what those stains look like in your life that maybe you're trying to run from and get away from. Maybe you've walked in here today and you've said, God, I know that my life isn't right with you. And I really don't want to get into 2020 the same way that 2019 has played out. I'm over that. That's for the birds. They can fly. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of done level that you're at. I want to pray for that. And if there's anything else that you're asking God to work out in your life, I want you to know this morning, don't be afraid to share your life with others. We don't do this life by ourselves. We do this life with others. So I'm going to pray for that today too. And if there's anything else, we have a prayer team that's up here and they're not going away to stand with you, to pray with you, to believe God with you, to say, all right, Lord, I'm not meant to do this life alone. I'm meant to do this life with you. So we're going to pray. And then our worship team is going to come back. And we're going to sing this last song as we are believing God 
for every place knowing that he is faithful, knowing that there isn't anything too big for him either. There is no project that's too big for him. I want you to know that. I wish that I could be right there in front of each and every person and help you believe and see there is no project that is too big for my Jesus. No project too big. So God, I thank you for that, Father. You came to heal. You came to deliver. You came to restore. And if that's you this morning, I want you to just take your hand and put it over your heart. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. I don't, you don't have to raise your hand. But you know, those of you who, who need Jesus maybe for the very first time, those of you who know, you know that need that's in your life. Put that hand over your heart. And in the name of Jesus, God, you see each and every person. Jesus, you died for them, Lord. You shed your blood for them, God, because you love us. God, thank you for sending Jesus to this earth for us as a baby. But God, I thank you you didn't stay there as a baby. God, he, he lived his life, God. And then he died on the cross for us, Jesus, to save us, Lord, to heal us, God, to restore us, and Jesus, to set us free. So I pray freedom over every single person this morning. Lord, maybe for those that don't have a relationship with you just yet, God, I thank you for salvation in their lives, God. And so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give every single one of us some words this morning to pray all together. And I want you to say, first of all, thank you, Jesus, for today. God, I rejoice in it. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your acceptance. This moment right here, I receive it. In Jesus' name. I'm not going to walk out this life any longer the way that I have. I am drawing the line today in the name of Jesus. I am crossing over that line. And God, I am thanking you for freedom. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Jesus. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301 TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.